0: This episode of Microneedling University is sponsored by Skin Stylist, the world's first microneedling system that can be autoclave sterilized. Find out more about the unique advantages of this amazing device at skinstylist.com. Microneedling University provides clinicians comprehensive training on micro-device research, equipment, protocols, and indications using evidence-based research. Master esthetician Kristen Group and Dr. Larry Group use their years of microneedling experience to review, evaluate, and summarize the trends, treatments, and technologies in microneedling. And now, your hosts, Kristen and Dr. Larry Group. <laughs>
1: Hi, I'm Chris Group, and welcome to The Evidence-Based Esthetician, where science meets skin care. I'd like to welcome you to the first series of the first episode, and welcome also Dr. Larry Group, who is our research director.
2: Hi, uh, Season one, episode one, the excitement uh, begins. So what this show is going to be about is going to be trying to separate out marketing hype from science and from actual research and chris and i are your hosts mostly chris we'll also have some other guests on the show chris tell us a little bit about your background and why you decided to develop the evidence-based esthetician
1: um, well i am from michigan i'm a taurus i like long walks on the beach uh, <laughs> jk um, I went to school in Michigan, got a degree in uh, marketing and advertising, went into sales and in my mid-thirties, and yes, I am older than that, um, (laughs) discovered that I wasn't happy with what I was doing. I was having to go to work. I wanted to get to go to work. So I went to aesthetic school and when I got out of aesthetic school, I worked for a doc uh, for two years and learned a tremendous amount about our industry, but also got introduced to lasers. Uh, which has taken kind of the forefront of my career. Um, After two years with my doc, I moved to a company called um, National Laser Institute and became their head instructor. And what I found was teaching my first class that, gee whiz, I have to actually understand laser physics, otherwise I can't teach laser physics. So I started teaching myself because there weren't any classes that I could find.
2: This is what, 1973? (laughs) What is this?
1: He's so kind. Um, This was um, at NLI. I started there at the end of uh, 2004. Um, So my career at um, NLI, I was there from 2004 to 2012. Um, I learned so much about laser physics, but again, I had to be self-taught. And I had the opportunity to teach probably about 7,000 students um, from all over the world, from estheticians to nurses to docs. Um, to PA, so all walks of the aesthetic field. And what I started really finding was when I went to school and the aesthetic schools that I started speaking at were teaching to the board, meaning that they're teaching how to get your license. Um, And when I would ask them questions about how the skin functioned and how machines worked and things like that, I didn't get a lot of feedback back. So I wanted to be able to develop a show that is based on science and why the skin works the way it does and why machines work the way they do. Because if you don't understand why you're doing what you're doing, you probably shouldn't be doing it because you can't predict the outcome.
2: I'm Dr. Larry Groove.
1: He's the uh, quiet one. I am the quiet, no, I'm
2: one of the <laughs> no. I, uh, I started out in way back when and got a degree in marketing as well, strangely. Uh, I then went on for another 10 years of schooling to become a dentist, and I worked quite a bit in cosmetic dentistry, uh, most of which is uh, involved around uh, facial aesthetics and interplay between the face and teeth, uh, did a little work with uh, cutaneous wound healing, uh, talking about scar revision for folks with cleft palate and reconstructions and things like that. Over the past few years, I've been heavily involved in research, um, developing different devices, specifically microneedling devices and some other things, and really uh, spent a lot of time um, developing information that's based on research on how the skin actually works when we do things to it as an esthetician or a doc, how it responds um, with, the, with the hopes that um, when you try to get information as you're a busy practitioner as I was, or if you're a busy esthetician, most of your time is spent working with clients. A few hours or a few minutes you have to get information is pretty much uh, monopolized by those who would market things to you, want you to buy things. So all this information has this overlay of marketing to, you know, for you to purchase this machine or buy this product line. Very little of that information is based on science. So um, we developed this show together with the idea that we want to be a unbiased resource. And we're going to talk a little bit about what our commercial interests are and what, what it is that we're or, uh, how we fund the show, uh, but more importantly, that this show is going to be your show. We want you to call in, write in, uh, text, Twitter, that tweet, 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 um, and try to get all of those things. Uh, Facebook as well. Uh, ask your questions. Talk about the issues. And this is a place where we sort of, um, it's a safe zone for real facts and information where we get away from trying to, to sell anything, uh, get away from trying to convince you to buy anything. Whether you buy or sell anything that we at one point represented, uh, we don't really uh, have any interest in that. And what we're mostly interested in, I would say, is to try to have fun with aesthetics and introduce science and quickly get you facts and information where you can make up your own mind whether or not something works or not.
1: Now, it's interesting that Dr. Group brings up a sponsorship because um, everything has to be paid for because the lights behind me have to be kept on. Um, So we do have sponsorships. That um, sponsor the show, but they don't have an interest in anything that we're talking about, um, and we're going to make this a very unbiased, unsales, unhyped-up show that focuses on the science and why the skin does what it does. And as we go through time, and when I got out of school, I'm again a licensed esthetician. I also have a license um, of a master esthetics license in the state of Washington. And I see the term and see it on business cards and on all the Facebook, licensed medical esthetician. Um, and there's not a license that's called a licensed medical esthetician. But what people want you to think, and meaning an esthetician that's a licensed medical esthetician, that they focus more on the medical end. And the lines between aesthetics and medical are really becoming blurred. But the science and the research and the information hasn't made that crossover from medical to aesthetics as well as it should have. If we're going to say we are a licensed medical aesthetician, the actual term would probably be licensed aesthetician focusing on medical aesthetics, um, then we have to know more about why the skin does what it does and how we can adjust our treatments and our procedures to it. And when I go and look at um, Facebook or I just go online or look at magazines, there is so much inundation of devices and procedures and products. And it all can't be true. But if we were to listen to the person selling those, of course, that we're going to create collagen in under five seconds. Um, Or we see before and after pictures. And the before and after pictures in this field has become the research of this field. Well, you know what? There's Photoshop out there. And I can look phenomenal in pictures and not look like that in real life. I mean, look at, you know, every magazine cover. We all know they're Photoshopped. So I don't know how and when the pictures became the research and the evidence, but we want to strip away those pictures and actually show you the evidence base material and research to help you make up your own mind. We don't want to tell you what to think. We want to tell you the information so you can make up your own mind and decide if you want to put it into your practice.
2: Yeah, I would say we're trying to be as objective as possible. I want to present the sides that the way that the marketing is presented and say, hey, is there any science to, to back this up that we could find? Uh, in many cases, we won't know the answers to things. We'll give our best uh collection of information. Uh, One of the things that's interesting to point out is that this concept of doing research. Most of the time when we talk about doing research, what we're really doing is just doing a search of the internet uh, to find what other people have done research on. So doing research really comes down to really actually performing experiments on patients in a controlled environment. So I would say that uh, when we say I did my research, in reality what we did is we found what was available out there online and tried to make a best guess of it. I know as a doctor, I'm busy with with clients or with patients and clients all the time. The only way I ever get exposed to new information or technologies if I go out either go on the internet or a rep comes to me. Um, in, in many cases, if a rep comes to me, uh, they're obviously going to have a commercial interest. If I buy that particular product, and in many cases, the information they're presenting is pretty much biased towards me buying that. Um, so that's the types of things we're going to get into. Um, let's talk a little bit about our facility, um, and then we'll, we'll come back and take a break. Um, Facility-wise, we decided to set up a really nice studio, and I thought it wouldn't be great if we set it up in, a, in an area that was a, had a nice big commercial area. So we uh, we set up right next to the Scottsdale Airport at night um, when we bought this, and it turns <laughs> out there's a lot of planes that come over, which is interesting. So we used to stop our, our every time a plane came over and, and waited and things like that. Um, but I think. Um, there's probably a plane every three minutes. So maybe not the best choice of facilities, but I will say that um, we have uh, a fairly technologically sophisticated uh, studio. We can bring in uh, doctors and other guests from uh, Skype. We can also do live interviews. Uh, We actually can do live procedures here. Um, And then we broadcast uh, both on iTunes under Evidence-Based Esthetician, our website, evidencebasedesthetician.com, our Facebook page, the Evidence-Based Esthetician, and Twitter. Um, Chris when we come back um, let's introduce the other uh, members of our team and I think what we can do is uh, kinda get a little into the what segments we're gonna have on the show uh, how, how often we're gonna do the show and try to show why it's so important that we check out our segments, check out our show, and spend some time having fun with science.
0: Stay tuned for more of this episode of Microneedling University after these brief words from our sponsor. Medical Education Resources summarizes the latest research in micro device therapies and develops patient communication materials that allow clinicians to rapidly and effectively integrate micro devices into their practices. Find out more at medicaleducationresources.net Aesthetic Advisor Laser Academy, providing ADHS-approved laser education courses and a wide range of other aesthetic courses in online, hybrid, and live formats from a state-of-the-art training facility in Scottsdale, Arizona. And now, back to this episode of Microneedling University.
1: Okay, so let's introduce our resident professors and Nobel laureates. Lucia Havana, she's the little one and then also Mojito Bandito. Um, they have been instrumental in research on many, many subjects um, in the past.
2: Yeah, we uh, we like to have our dogs with us. And these two here have been just such lovely little guys. And we have a little growler here. And he's basically uh, chiming in whenever he doesn't like a product or like the research <laughs> on something, he'll let you know about it. So if you hear some of that, you'll know exactly what he likes and doesn't like. We use him as our barometer of whether or not something's a good product So sometimes we get, we get quite a bit of uh, feedback and a lot of discussion. So I'll, I'll turn it back to their research duties here. Okay. okay, so yeah, we like to have fun with the dogs and have a good time. They're, they're fantastic pets and they've been a really a, a, lot, a joy to have around. So it's a family show. Our family are those dogs and Chris and I. And we try to have some fun in addition to to talking a lot about uh, the science and things like that. Uh, What I want you folks to get out of this is, uh, as a new show, we're very interested in your input, your questions, your feedback. So um, this is a discussion about the things that you wanna hear about, what you wanna talk about, and how we can help you kind of sort out what's fact and what's fiction? What's fiction fishing? Fishing. <laughs> fishing fishing as well uh we can talk about myth busting whether or not a product or, or so has science behind it uh we're not going to recommend if something good or bad buy or not buy that's really not what our purpose is at all is to really just talk about what information's out there so that when you want to find out about a product you can ask and get a quick answer hopefully quicker than uh they're reading the entire research article and at the same time trying to give you a, a, an objective well-rounded um, non-commercial or non-biased opinion of what some, how something works or whether or not it works or not we also want to spend some time going over some just the basics of some of the skin science out there just to make sure that we're all talking about the same platform so we're going to kind of mix it up Chris what sort of segments do you have coming up for our next show
1: well, our next show is going to be brought to you by the letter M, <laughs> M, um, what are the, you know, I, I look at different things that are going on in the industry and try to determine what is either a hot spot with SDs, um, estheticians, or what is really on their minds. And, and we're trying to gear it towards things that are very topical for the time. Um, and no pun intended, no, <laughs> that was good. Um, I actually wasn't unintentional. It was, unintentional <laughs> it part, was totally yeah. unintended. Um, but when we talk about brought to you by the letter M, um, microdermigration and how prevalent is it? Is it in our practice? And when I went to a sex school, one of the big selling points, and this was in 2002, um was that they taught microdermabrasion and my first practice i worked at and they had a microdermabrasion and then it kind of has had a falling out but it's still up at the top of some of the non-surgical procedures so we want to discuss you know microdermabrasion and the, so what's the
2: segment that we're doing it's in the the ufc ufc
1: no, the, UEC, UEC, the
2: ultimate <laughs> aesthetics challenge with <laughs> mma specials yes uh instead of mixed martial arts we have medical mixed med, medical med, aesthetics. aesthetics
1: well um, it's because some people are doing dermaplaning and yeah. some people are using hydrofacial and, and, and some people are using dermophiles and some people are using microderm and in within microderm you've got to you use a machine with diamonds you use this it, machine with crystals so we're going to explore a little bit about what are we doing with microderm abrasion and Crown somebody, what,
2: the exfoliator? The exfoliator. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to compare versus, 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 let's say, hydrofacial versus microdermabrasion versus uh, superficial peel versus uh, some of the other- dermaplaning, and other different technologies, and get a sense, hey, what's the science say of what works? What's the purpose of it? Does it really do, if we, I look at some of the, the brochures for, for spas out there saying that uh, microdermabrasion treats stretch marks and, uh, and it, it, for enlarged pores things like that so how you know, how much can it do uh is it something that makes money for the practice does it actually have the results that we promise our clients it does and what are the alternatives it's should it still be the number one procedure being performed out there for exfoliation or should something else after 10 15 years replace that uh, so that's one segment we're going to do what's the other segment we're doing
1: the here? other is um mlms so multi Level marketing and how does it play into skincare? There's companies out there that are selling skincare products through MLMs. Some are sold by estheticians some are sold by people just down the street who got into an MLM. And how is it affecting the professional esthetician, the one who's licensed, who went to school for it? Um, and I and think, I
2: think yeah, also you, you bring up it besides affecting the professional aesthetician, are we actually, are the clients actually getting better served by MLM or is it actually getting less results? Because in the MLM model, what you're supposed to do is, um, I buy a starter kit and then I have sign up my friends to give parties and I get them to buy starter kits and then we sort of just keep building up with people underneath us. The problem is, is that you folks went to school. We all went to school to learn aesthetics. And in many cases, the people that are doing uh, this MLM marketing are, are people who have no training in aesthetics at all. So is that a good or bad thing? Is it hurting the industry? Does it help the client? What do you think?
1: Well, Being an aesthetician, of course, I'm going to be biased and I'm going to say it hurts the industry um but
2: don't be biased
1: but don't be I know i'm trying not <laughs> so to so we're be gonna, I'm, gonna look at, I'm not an
2: esthetician, not an esthetician, well, an esthetician well. so. Say, maybe it's a good thing maybe this is it brings products to people who normally wouldn't have access to them maybe it's better that they can buy the product for less money maybe they can buy a product that's better or maybe not so that's going to be our other segment for next show mm-hmm. um you want to give a little bit of a background on um what, how we commercially or how we pay for the show, or if we pay for the show, or whether or not we actually push any products or sell anything to you?
1: Well, obviously, we talked about having a sponsor, right? Um, and that is what is paying for the show. Um, we have commercial interests ourselves. Um, if you go and you look at Skin Stylist, um, the micronealing device, that is a product that we co invented. Um, we also have product lines that we have we have a school we have all kinds of different commercial endeavors um but we're going to be keeping those out except for the fact that they may be the sponsorship of the show which is what is keeping the lights on
2: yeah so Um, what happens on that sorry to cut you off on that but what really happens is is that i've actually told the sponsors including sponsors that i work with that if there isn't science to back something up it's everybody's fair game, especially the sponsors. So they've been warned that this isn't going to be about a layoff of them or don't talk about the issues with them. If there's anything that's out there that we need to talk about, whatever the evidence says, whatever the research says. When I say the research, I don't mean something we get off a of real self or something like that. What I mean is if we go to places like PubMed and look at peer review research, what that means is do we have some uh, researchers out there, doctors, researchers, in some cases aestheticians, who are working and performing uh, experiments, and then having other doctors and other researchers look at that and decide, is that valid or not. And in many cases, we know whether or not the company's paying for that research. Hopefully we're going to rely on research that is in the p- public best interest as opposed to trying to sell a product. Why that's important is, is that if we get our data and our information of whether or not something works or not, from sources like that, as opposed to a salesperson trying to sell us something or L'Oreal trying to make us buy Regenerist on TV. I don't know if that's good or bad, or uh, just something that we, we see the sponsored ads on our, our Google search, or on just a blog from, from anybody can open a blog up. Um, in many cases that data isn't verified. We don't know if that's good or not. And how do we make good decisions whether we buy something or or decide to bring something into our practice if it's based on people who have an interest in selling us something? So what we're saying is, go for it.
0: Well,
1: when you're looking at getting a product or a new device or, or a product, a lot of times the salesperson comes in and they say, um, here's my white papers. And so sometimes as estheticians, we may not know what a white paper is because we didn't have to study white papers in aesthetic school, but we'll I like think more
2: of a pastel pink paper if I get <laughs> oh, paper. I mean, You know,
1: it's, it's what they're, they're colorful. Yeah. It's, it's what their research oh, okay. is to support their, um, claims for that product or that device. And so a lot of times estheticians or people in the medical field just look at it and go, Oh, well, they have white papers, which means it works.
2: Did you ever notice that? Toilet tissue is white as well, white paper. It's and what do you do it. with that? Exactly.
1: Um, so when I look at and a lot of the white papers are sponsored by the company yeah. that made the device. So it's going to give them a favorable output. Um, just like there's, you know, sometimes FDA approvals for certain procedures that shouldn't be FDA approved, like using a certain laser on a leg vein.
2: Well, we're saying, when you used, you're talking about off-label uses of, of FDA as well no, as, as what's is, been approved by the FDA. Yes. And in some cases what you're saying I, I'm and I'm getting is that uh, they're pushing and a marketing a, a use of the device that isn't approved by the FDA.
1: Or it could just be that the FDA has approved it, and, and but does the science say that it's going to work or does the science not say anything?
2: Right, you so, bring up a point that I think what you're saying, if I'm getting this right, is that the, the FDA is trying to say if something's safe, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's effective.
1: Yes. And sometimes I don't think it's safe. Um, And so when I look at white papers and things like that, I, and when we look at the research, we need to understand where did the research come from? Is it actually valid research or because somebody gives you two pieces of paper and says they're white papers, which by the way, most of them are white papers because they're on white paper. Does that mean anything to you or does it mean that that procedure or that product is actually going to work? Um, salespeople have a job. It's there to sell. Okay. That's the bottom line. Um, we as practitioners have a job to do the best for our clients. And sometimes that means that we have to delve more into what the actual, um, science behind that procedure or the science even behind the skin. I mean, different. It is products, the basics. Yeah, of things the basics. That, common
2: sense. Things like you can't build collagen in immediately. Or if something doesn't penetrate the epidermis, then it can't possibly have any effect really on things like blood vessels or fat cells if it's not even getting through the epidermis. Um,
1: So I think the the whole premises of the show is to just empower estheticians and people in the medical aesthetics arena because we're all kind of islands sitting on our own. And when you ask the person next to you um, in the next, you know, maybe building that's doing the same thing, People, in, and I don't know why, but a lot of estheticians are like little hoarders with their information. They don't want to tell anybody else because they're afraid that somebody will know what their secret sauce is well, that, and that's then-
2: in, that, That's important though, you're right, because what we're saying is that there's an economic interest for these things as well, is that we want to we try to give information to estheticians and those in this field so that they don't spend their money on things that don't work. And the only way that you know that is if you talk, either you talk to other estheticians, and of course, in some areas, estheticians are competitive
1: exactly so they don't want to tell you what they're doing or they don't want to tell you their technique or their protocols because they're afraid that you're going to take them and then use them and then they're going to lose business Um, so I want to be free with the information that we're learning and and give it to people and let them use it and learn from it or let them redo more of their own research or study more about it because the more they know the better they're going to be The more their clients are going to be happy, the better results they're going to get, the more referrals they're going to get, the more money they're going to make. And everything that we do in this business, we shouldn't be money motivated, but we have to make money. Otherwise we don't pay the bills and we don't have a business.
2: Yeah. and I think my mission on this part, on this show is to talk about um, how do we bring the evidence-based part of medicine the the movement towards making sure we're using research to guide what the standard of care is for what a procedure or for condition and how do we bring that to aesthetics how do we make it so there's a vested interest for us to to do what's the best for the patient based on the research not based on what some company is trying to market us and at the same time we need to be able to empower estheticians to pick the devices that work so they can give clients the best results so they can stay in business and make money so this is a win-win if we do it right. If we present information and we and we and we talk and get the conversation, the dialogue started between what science is saying and try to filter out what the message is coming from marketing and, and separate off all of that hype, get to the point that does this product or does this device actually work? What evidence do we have to do that and put those together? And I think the last part of what I like to get out of the show is how do we make this? this field and how do we make the uh, looking at science fun? Cause I don't know about you, but if you've ever spent time in a, in a heavily science-based course, you want to fall asleep. You want to slit your wrist. You want to do anything, but you want to scratch your way out of the chair. So you don't necessarily have to sit and oh, listen to I that. See. So let's try to do what we can to make this show fun. We're going to try to bring on fun guests. We're going to have silly segments at the same time. And we are very serious about the science. All in all though, we want to make this your show.
1: Well, and how we make that your show is by you connecting with us and telling us the subjects you want to hear about or the products or the devices or how how are the epidermal skin cells all connected. Um, so please connect with us on Twitter or on Facebook, um, The Evidence-Based Esthetician, or evidencebasedesthetician.com. We will have uh, our podcast on the iTunes. Um, so there's lots of ways to connect with us, but... If you want to have a question answered, you have to ask it and we have to know what it is because as great as we are at our jobs, I think we're pretty great at them. Um, we can't read minds.
2: Oh, I can <laughs> Really? I pretty then much what am know what you're going right to now? say. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> okay. So thanks for joining us on this episode. <laughs> we're going to see you next uh, show uh, and we'll dive into the two segments. The, uh, the first segment is going to be on MLMs. And the second segment is going to be on microdermabrasion, brought to you by the letter M.
1: Exactly. Thanks so much for visiting. Can't wait to see you or hear from you on the next show.
2: Fantastic. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening. And be sure to tune in for more exciting episodes. Microneedling University invites you to join us on our Instagram and Facebook pages.